Wow, we got the fight song going this morning. Well, that can only mean one thing. Oh. It's time to fight bacteria. Fight back. <laughs> Welcome to Bringing It Home with Sarah and Tennille. Hello, everybody, and happy January. January is cold. Hey, it's January the 14th here, and it's my anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I wish Thank I had you. some roses and I'd present <laughs> you with them, but I'll, I'll text you some virtual roses later on. Oh, that would be awesome. But we're talking about fighting back today because you know what? The flu is going around. Yes, yeah, that time of year where you really want to be on guard Ugh, yucky <laughs> and so we're gonna try to look at some ways to protect our families protect ourselves um so that we don't catch this nasty mess no because if you've ever had the flu you know you really don't want it again i've had it multiple times and you're right it's a real downer <laughs> it ruins your plans so yeah we want to um spread the word today to you all our listeners about the importance of you know Fighting bacteria, washing your hands, keeping your family healthy as possible this time of year. And it can be hard because everybody doesn't take the right precautions. That's true. And, you know, we're talking about the flu, but there's all kind of nasty stuff that goes around in the winter. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got the common cold that there's still no cure for after hundreds of years. Right, I've been battling that. <laughs> there's strep, there's stomach illnesses, all this stuff kind of, mm -hmm. you know, culminates in the winter. So we're dealing with a lot of stuff. So on this episode of Bringing It Home with Sarah and Tennille, we're going to talk about fighting the spread of the flu. So I really think the first thing that's pretty simple is to get the flu shot. Ouch. <laughs> and I know everybody doesn't want to get the flu shot, but it's extremely important for those that are considered high risk. Um, yeah, that's true. There are certain categories of people that are more likely to catch the flu. Definitely. And people that are at high risk include kids that are under five, especially children under two. And they have a protocol set up, you know, where they don't get a whole dose at one time, things like that. Um, the flu mist is sometimes available. So definitely any children under five need to be getting the shot. Our older adults, you know, anybody... 55, 60 plus really need to take advantage of um, getting their flu shot because the older we get, the harder it is for us to fight infections anything. and anything, right? Yeah, and that's the flu true. can lead to other issues. Mm -hmm. There's also a pneumonia shot for older adults to look into right. and talk to their doctors about. So, yes, especially if you're over, over 60, talk to your physician about that. Um, another high risk group of people includes pregnant women. I know when I was pregnant, I had to get the flu shot because had I gotten the flu, it would have affected not only me, but my baby, Right. you know, so we've got to take care of those pregnant women. Also, if you have any kind of health problem like asthma, diabetes, truly any chronic condition, not just these two, but there's multiple chronic conditions, you need to be getting a flu shot because it's harder for you to recover. That's true. And most insurance covers the flu shot at yes, 100%. Exactly. There are most insurances, you don't have to pay anything to get the flu shot. So the only thing you've got invested in this is your time to get it done. And how long does it take to get the flu shot? Well, you know, hopefully you'll be in and out in no time. And most walk-in clinics, even um, most of your pharmacies. Health departments. Yes. There's, you know, you don't always have to go to your primary care doctor to get get that done. There's one final high risk group that I want to mention, and that's anyone with a compromised immune system. You know, if you 
are fall under that category, it's extremely important for you to get the flu shot because it's going to be very difficult for you to recover and it's going to be very hard on your body. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, another thing that you can do even after you've had your flu shot, try to avoid being around sick people. Um, And I know that's easier said than done because we all work in public. People right. come to work sick. Um, our kids, kids are at risk. Kids go to school <laughs> sick. Um, we have to go to grocery stores and, you know, basically everywhere that we go, we come in contact with sick people. Sometimes we don't even realize there are sick people. But when we know someone has the flu right. or has had the flu in the last two days, um, you know, you definitely don't want to put yourself in harm's way. Um, and, you know, going into places like the doctor's office, it can be scary this oh, yes. time of year, even if you're not there for anything flu related, everybody around you is coughing <laughs> and yes. sneezing and, you know, it's kind of an uncomfortable place to be. So avoiding sick people, when you do have to go like to a hospital or something for another reason, you know, they have those masks a lot of times right. available in the lobby. And that's highly suggested to use that. It is you know, because you don't want to be well and then end up sick. <laughs> and that feeds right into the next point. Um, when you're sick, Stay away from well people, you know. <laughs> if you're sick, stay home. The world will not stop turning if you need to stay home a day, you know. I know when I had the flu, the last thing I wanted to do literally was get out of my bed. I didn't want to even, like, walk to the kitchen, you know. So, take care of yourself. And if you're sick or if your child is sick, don't send them to school. Don't go to work. Don't go to church. You know, allow yourself time to heal and get better. Right, right. Because there's things you need to be paying attention to anyway. You need your liquids. You need to be able to take medications, you know, that the doctor has prescribed for you. You need rest yes. when you're sick. And if you're out and about and trying to go about your normal routine, you just can't do that. You can't get the no. rest that you need. And you're infecting a lot of other people. That's true. So. That's true. Um, even around the people you live with, you know, sitting in a different room from everybody. I mean, it feels kind of sad and you're in isolation in your own home, but you're doing it for their protection That's as well. That's exactly so right. So you want to do that. Another thing, especially since we're bringing it home, <laughs> um, you want to disinfect surfaces often. When somebody is sick in your house, even when they're not sick, you know, we bring home germs from Every the places day. we've been. Yeah. So just ever so often wiping down your doorknobs, you know, with disinfecting uh, wipes and things like that, you know, spraying off surfaces like the handles on the the sinks. And, oh, yeah, because everybody in the house is touching those. Common areas, the remote control that everybody grabs. And, you know, that's something yeah. that we really don't think about. If you just go through your house and identify those things that everybody touches on a regular basis, those are the things that we need to be disinfecting. You know, we also need to get a new toothbrush. We do. When you're well. You so, do. Yeah, you know. if you've been sick, whatever, not even just the flu, whatever you've had, yep. time to get change out the toothbrush. What about disinfecting our steering wheels and our cars? Oh, and, you most know, just, definitely. Just wiping those things down. And a lot of your grocery stores and things now have wipes at the cart. Mm-hmm. Things, yeah. So I definitely use that. You yeah, because as soon as a person parks a shopping cart and then I come in and grab it. Exactly. You know, it's so, easy for germs to spread. And I'm not a germaphobe, but if you are out in public for any reason, when you get home, you need to wash your hands. Yeah. You know, just yeah. a good rule there. Another thing to do, please, if you are sick or whatever, cover your um, mouth and nose when you call for sneeze. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sarah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Thanks, y'all. No. <laughs> You know, but that is one that a lot of people, I mean, you see people all the time just cough or sneeze and 
you know, that's gross. It is. So it's, just teach oof. your kids that. You know, I know a lot of times they're taught to cough into their elbow, you know, the bend of your arm. Sneeze into your sleeve. Yes, or pull your, you know, shirt collar out and cough down there. You know, so just common things like that we need to pay attention to. That's true. We do need to watch those things. And and I hate when I'm out in public and I'm standing in line and somebody's behind me in line and they... Choo, oh. let out a loud sneeze and I feel it on the <laughs> back of my neck. They did not sneeze into their sleeve. No. And it just goes all through me. So we just, we want to practice. That's just good hygiene, yeah, good manners. and just good manners. Yes, exactly. It is. Another thing we can kind of do, um, try not to touch your face if you can help it. You know, that's one of the ways to keep germs from getting in your eyes and your nose and your mouth because that's how you mainly spread illness. So exactly. as much as you can not touch your face, that's going to help you to stay well. That's right. You can put germs in and you can also put germs on your hand and pass to other people. That's right. And teach your kids to do that because, you know, kids love contact with each other. They give high fives and they fist bump and they touch, touch the same surfaces. And obviously, if they're touching their faces, that's going to exactly. you know, increase the likelihood that they'll get sick. You know, I think the best point we have, we've saved for last, the number one thing that you can do to protect yourself, your family, your coworkers from spreading the flu, colds, et cetera, is to wash your hands. Yeah. It's so simple, and but it's so important. It you know, is. It's crucial. I, that's the single step that we can take. Yes, and and there are studies proven that the number one thing that you can do to protect yourself from the spread of virus, disease, other illness is just simply washing your hands and washing them correctly. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, there's like a before and after category. There's certain right. stuff that we need to wash our hands before we do it. Then there's other stuff that we need to wash our hands after we've done it. So like, okay, take it before. What are some things that we need to wash our hands before we do this? Right. Well, anytime you're going to prepare any type of food, you need to wash your hands. Or even if you're going to go to the pantry and get out a bag of chips, wash your hands before you plan to eat something. Because whatever's on your hands is going to go on that food. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so cooking, eating, things like that. If you have some medicine that you need to take, like a pill, wash your hands before you take that because you're going to put whatever germs you have on your hands onto that medication that you're going to ingest. most people don't do that. You don't think about washing your hands to take medicine, but it takes the same route that your food takes. Exactly. And so you would need to do that. If you're caring for another person, you know, if you're in childcare, you're um, helping with an elderly patient or just your family at home, you know, if you're doing something for them, caring for them, you need to wash your hands because you don't want to spread to them what germs you have on your hands. And also, this is a biggie, you know, if you need to treat a wound, you need to wash your hands prior to even starting that process because whatever, again, is on your hands will go directly into that open wound. And that's whether it's your wound or you're helping treat somebody else's, exactly. right? Because you don't want to infect either. So there are some things we need to wash our hands after, and I'm a stickler about these. <laughs> Using the bathroom, that goes oh, without gosh. saying. I don't think we really have to spend a lot of time on that. But anytime we go to the bathroom, we need to wash our hands. Most, even at home. Obviously, at home. <laughs> I don't care where you are. You yes. need to wash your hands after you use the bathroom. Changing a diaper. And I know that's something that gets to be so routine that you change diapers in the dark, in the middle of the right. night. And you do it so often. 
but it's important to wash your hands after you do that because you will inevitably end up touching your face or end up touching the baby's face or, or something. Or you may be preparing food or yes, something. Yes, you may t- make a bottle while you're up yes. and you just change the diaper. So definitely after you change a diaper. Playing with a pet. You know, our pets are like family in many cases. Right. But they are pets. Their hygiene uh, requirements are a little different from ours. And they carry germs, too. They do. They carry germs. And so we want to play with them and interact, but we definitely want to wash our hands after we've been playing with the pets. Um, and hair. And yeah. if they've been outside, or maybe it may be an outside pet. We have an outside dog. And anytime we go out, when you come in, we need to wash our hands. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because of the environment. Oh, and you mentioned outside, just playing yes. outside, spending oh, for time sure. outside. Um, you know, you definitely want to wash your hands after that. Um, you mentioned when you cough, sneeze, blow yes. your nose, anything that might get germs on your hands. What you know, after you cook, you need to wash your hands. And I know we wash our hands before we cook. But we do it after because, you know, we've often handled things that have germs. If you've handled raw meat or poultry oh, sure. or eggs or any of those things that could carry foodborne illnesses, things that are just sticky, yeah. and, you know, we want our hands to be clean and then taking out the trash. You know, that's that's one of those tasks that we definitely want to wash our hands after we do it. Yeah, that's some great examples of before and after yeah. times to wash your hands. Mm-hmm. So now that we've talked about washing our hands, let's talk about how to properly wash them because y'all just sticking them under some running water for 10 seconds don't cut it everybody's going we've been washing our hands since we go walk right, <laughs> right. we've got to wash our hands but truly water doesn't do it you have to use soap you have to make bubbles and you need to wash for at least 20 to 30 seconds does it have to be antibacterial soap no that hasn't been proven to make any big difference I mean if that makes you feel better go for it <laughs> you know but it's actually the scrubbing action when you have dampened your hands you put um soap on them and you scrub them make those bubbles the bubbles are what pull off the dirt and germs so that's the most important part you need to get under your fingernails you need to get between your fingers and i tell people to wash all the way to your wrist Mm -hmm. you know don't skip any part of washing your hands so 20 to 30 seconds soap and water both are required to do this efficiently and you know a lot of people do the shake and dry you know, when you get done washing your hands, you just kind of shake them off. Or, oh, and I hate this part, you wipe them on your <laughs> jeans. <laughs> and yeah, studies have apparently shown that we don't need to wipe our nice, clean hands on our jeans. Well, no, because your clothing can have dirt and germs and things on them as well. So, so what do we need to do? How do we dry them? The best way is just with a clean paper towel. You know, that's if that's not available, um, sometimes we do have to kind of air dry, but... The clean paper towel is the way to go. You know, the air dryers are what a lot of places are going to. They're okay, but clean paper towel is simply the easiest thing to do. They just use the air dryer so trash won't get blown exactly. all over the bathroom with exactly. used paper towels. But but use the just clean paper towels and toss them away. We don't want to continue to use the same hand rag for a week at home. So the whole family shouldn't be using the <laughs> towel that's laying on the side of the sink, right? Right, and we need to wash that pretty regularly. Yes, definitely. So. so most of us have sanitizer. I carry it in my purse. There's a bottle on my desk. There's a bottle, you know, pretty much everywhere that I function. 
But, you know, and that's the perfect thing to use when soap and water is not available. Exactly. Soap and water is always going to be the number one choice. But if it's not available, sanitizer. But you really have to read the label to find out what the correct amount is. Every sanitizer is different. <laughs> um, the standard is like the size of a quarter okay. in your hand. But you need to go by that manufacturer's recommendations. So look at the label because we all have different um, brands of sanitizer at our disposal. We do. And the correct way to use that, you know, we have to lather up good in those same areas that we would put the soap on around our fingernails, between our fingers, up to our wrists. The sanitizer needs to go there too. But the key for sanitizer is your hands have to get completely dry. I can't stop rubbing until my hands are now dry. Right. It needs to absorb. It has to absorb. So sanitizer is good, like Tennille said, for those times you're in a pinch and don't have uh, a sink and soap at your disposal. But it is not a substitute for soap and water. But it is is an okay backup plan. But then when you get to a point where you can wash your hands with soap and water, don't forget to do that. Yeah, we need to do that. And you know... We really need to keep our sanitizer safeguarded from our small children. That's something a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, keep that out of out of reach of small children. If ingested, you would need to call the poison control number or your local physician because it does contain alcohol. Yeah, that wouldn't be safe. So what kinds of things do we need to stock up on now while we're well so that when the flu hits, because despite our best efforts, something will hit, (laughs) whether it's the flu, a cold, sinus infection, something's going to hit. What types of things do we need to have on hand so we'll be prepared? Well, you definitely need to have any over-the-counter medication on hand that you would need, Tylenol, even if you have children in the home, children's Tylenol, Motrin, whatever you use, um, you may need, um, something, an antidiarrheal, you may need some Pepto-Bismol, whatever. So any over-the-counter medication that you need, as well as some cleaning products mm. so that, um, you know, your people could follow you around with Lysol through the house and spray. <laughs> uh, or if you live alone, you are not going to want to get in the car and go purchase these items. So you need those. You also need some foods on hand that you can just pop in the microwave, chicken noodle soup, um, beef broth, some chicken clear broth. Sodas. Clear sodas. Clear soda. Like ginger ale or Sprite 7-Up yes. type of soda. Maybe some crackers because yeah. we want people to stay hydrated because you really don't feel like eating when you're sick, but your body needs to have some nutrition put into it. So jello, just simple little things that are easy to swallow, easy to fix, things like that. One thing we don't think about at our house so much anymore since we don't have a small child um these days is a thermometer. Yeah. And we don't ever think about it until we le- we need you it. You need one, right? So that's something that I would suggest that people grab. And all yes. these things you mentioned are things we can get while they're on sale or yes. we run across coupons for them. And then we need to make sure we switch them out. If we've had them on hand, you know, check the expiration dates because right. if we've had them for a while, we may need to yes. change it out. We want them to be effective when we need them. We do. So have we fought back or are we trying so. to fight back? I think well, we are. Well, that sounds good. And we appreciate you joining us for this episode of Bringing It Home with Sarah and Tennille. And in the words of our dear friend, Bob Marley, love the life you live. And live the life you love. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.